Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of Wings, Beers, and Tears. Good evening, boys. Hello, hello, hello out there. After a week off, we are energized and the sports world is as stagnant as ever. Reuben Foster. So we are going to have to get creative and talk about the doldrums that are the in-between seasons and when your teams aren't relevant. So we will start off right there with our boy, Jeremy. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Excellent. Jerry, how, how has the uh, last couple of weeks treated you? It's been okay. I think Furlat tripped Reuben Foster and tore his ACL. <laughs> so that should be our first well, topic. And he's, uh, you know, obviously refereeing lacrosse games now as well. So Yeah, no shit. Oh, so, bow, bow. so that's kind of, a, that's kind of a, a teaser for all of our topics today. So I say we switch it up and just dive right into the latest and greatest DMV news, which is the Redskins OTAs. And disaster struck yet again. I hate to laugh as a fucking Redskins fan, but God, is it so predictable. Three plays in. He's in Foster's first play, and he stepped on Catalina. So it's his fault. (laughs) Or maybe it was Furlight, actually. Maybe he was wearing Catalina's jersey. And I must say this, aside from the injury itself, which is awful, when you hear non-contact and you see a big, badass dude like that pounding the ground, you're like... Oh boy, this is not good. It's ACL, MCL. It's something structural. It's big and it's six to nine months. And it's like, well, this sucks. But listening to the first OTA and having that many reporters at Redskins Park is always hilarious to me. And they're watching Jay Gruden just squirm up there on the first day. He's probably like, God, this sucks so badly. He looks so uncomfortable talking about, you know, justifying the non-contact, justifying the drill and how they have to do it. And, and he said, I'd love to just strap on the pads first week and go play, but you have to practice. Well, so he'd, he'd rather be sitting at Bonefish having a cocktail and some bang-bang <laughs> shrimp than dealing with those a-holes. So. <laughs> no kidding. Well, I loved listening to 106.7 The Fan because that's who I was listening to when I found out about it, and it was Grant and Danny, and they hate the Redskins. And any chance they have to you know bash the Redskins in the front office, they do. So – their first reaction was to rip the Redskins and their training staff for not <laughs> for so the epidemic stupid. of injuries. And when you're thinking about it, they were running a three quarter speed where there was supposed to be a gap between the linemen and he just stepped on somebody and tore his knee. Dude, that's like you and me doing a shuttle run out back, like messing around, you know, getting warmed up to like play a game of pickup basketball or something and one of us rolls our ankle on a, on a softball or something that's in the yard so it's not like a hamstring injury where maybe they didn't stretch properly or all that right. it's just a freak thing but they were like what is going on there this is this it's just like an epidemic of no it, but it's the reds it, it's the redskins curse so i i did see one article that linked you know and they said the redskins their front office how they operate etc and you see these things happen is it the ultimate sign of karma like are we going to be doomed as long as snyder and, and company are uh in charge yes. well the answer to that is yes <laughs> but i could have told you that before the injury because <laughs> yeah. it would have been somebody else i mean what did we say when haskins i'm surprised it wasn't haskins starting off right you know coming out and dislocating his pinky picking up a ball off the ground you did say that you did say he was going to get hurt on the last pod and i was like god damn you jerry that'll probably happen tomorrow yeah. <laughs> great Jesus Christ. I don't even know how, how has he been looking in OTAs. Is anybody It's OTAs. That's the other part of it. So I heard a bunch of people say, oh, he made all the throws. I was like, holy shit, it's OTAs. Aren't they doing like 
it's probably easier than his pro day and all the the combine stuff. Yeah, and you know, I heard Seahoff talking about it, and he just said if he keeps playing like he did the first couple of days, there will be serious competition. I mean, the other one is looking pretty good, but like like Todd saying, it's OTAs. I would love just one time on the first OTA after the draft for any team to go get asked a question about their first round pick, and they go, "Oh my God." What were we thinking? <laughs> he looks awful. He's got a long way to go. We made such a mistake. I would love for them to do that. You know, they're always like, well, he's, he's got potential, you know. I mean, you know, just once I want to be like, man, we really screwed that up. I can tell you that already. It's going to we're, we're, we'll trade him right now for a, for a seventh. Let's do it. <laughs> I blame Urban Meyer. That guy sucks. <laughs> uh, so aside from Foster and Haskins and the big names and everything else, I mean, the OTAs are uh, – I mean, it's it's a joke. I mean, let's be honest. It's you know all these little mini camps and and um, and OTAs and all the 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 non official quote unquote voluntary sessions that they have are just a complete and utter joke, in my opinion. It's not a joke because it it's got some benefit for for these types of players, um, rookies and free agents and people who are fighting for spots who maybe don't have a lot of experience in the system. You know, that, that's a really good point. So that begs the question then, why when you see the rosters of who has attended the OTAs and your stars or your veterans aren't there, immediately they get lambasted in, in the press? I have no problem with that. I don't want Jordan um, – uh, what's his name? Jordan Reed? <laughs> Jordan Reed, duh. <laughs> so to be clear, you have no problem with them not attending. No, I don't want Trent okay. Williams in there. I don't I don't no, want I couldn't agree more. I don't want Adrian Peterson in there. But people like Darius Geis, he needs to be there. And that guy, Monte Nicholson, who just beat up the dude but didn't get in trouble, but it's going to be the safety. He needs to be there, but he's not there. So those are the guys. Probably where, busy in court or something. <laughs> no, he, no, he was cleared, man. Um, but those are the guys <laughs> who need to be there. But the guys like Peterson and Jordan Reed and Trent Williams and all the veterans who you know um, right. have been there and played in the system for four or five years, come and watch, but don't do anything. And that was going to be the next thing, right? I think the league should should mandate some sort of attendance policy if they really want to have these things be out there, that you need to be in the building or at your team's facilities for media purposes, for team bonding, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, that sounds so that sounds so weak for NFL, but you know what I mean. Have them there for non-football-related um, type things and and then have the young guys that need to be there doing what they're doing. <laughs> we almost lost Jerry. We, we could chuck anybody, this up to an OTA. Anybody, I just died. Anybody know the Heimlich? So, case in point right there, you know, it was a completely unnecessary segment. Jerry got hurt, for Christ's sake. <laughs> went down the wrong tube. Went on a vocal cord. This almond went down the wrong tube. <laughs> no, but seriously, if the league is going to, to tout these things as, as you know, um, as team-mandated uh, OTAs, which are optional, et cetera, et cetera, <clears throat> I really do think you should have anybody that's on your, your payroll should be there for these events so that they can be accounted for. Media accessibility, I think it helps the you know I think it helps the local markets and all that kind of stuff. But don't have them be on the field. I'm with you on that. But it's part of the CBA. I well, mean, you, you can't collectively bargain. Fucking lawyers. Yeah, yeah, you can't collectively force them to be there. They've contracted and bargained that they don't have to be there in any capacity. So, well, and I think that's part of the issue is only that half those guys are actually on your team. So, what do you do with the other half? How do you have enough bodies for participation? Things like that. Well, everything's filmed. So those guys, some of those guys, are there to get film. 
for right. the training camps with other teams. Agreed. Agreed. You know, as they go and poach, you know, whomever gets, gets you know, knocked down the list or whatever. I would hope that the Redskins are poaching linebackers from other teams. Right now, I'm, I'm hoping they're they're making calls I, to say, hey, are you going to let this veteran I thought go? our middle linebacking core is just set right now. We got the Mason <laughs> I kid, Foster. I kid. And then the white dude from UNC. Mm-hmm. That's who's, it. Who's going to play safety? Tackle muffin. Yeah. Whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> the well, dude who I said was who was, was moderately athletic and we, he was one of the fastest guys we ever. We may have to put Wes Martin back there. <laughs> My man, he's still on the team. He hadn't been cut yet. He could play both ways. He's like, more uh, of a nose tackle. But. <laughs> no, no, put him in middle linebacker. He could totally play both ways, like necessary roughness style. I'm, I'm all in for Haskins week one. What, what, why, it, why not? This is going, you're burning. I mean, you're good, you're good. This season's a flop, and Jay Gruden's going to be fired. So why not get him in there? Unless unless he's doing like the, the necessary roughness backup quarterback when he's in there and he's like, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, you know? <laughs> um, unless he's Show me your arm. Yeah. Unless he's completely overmatched and it's going to like ruin him. You put him in there and just. Well, and, and that's where I think from a team marketing standpoint, because I think the skins are kind of like the mafia when it comes to their marketing you know, ploys, and it's been epic failure the last couple of years. Stadium is is a joke. We we went on and on about that previously. Um, it's not going to get any better short term unless something happens to 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 sway the tide a little bit. So I say you roll Keenum out there, knowing how brutal the first five to seven games are. Let him get his ass kicked because let's face it, he you know probably going to get sacked. He's five, expendable. Yeah, right. he's going to get sacked five or five or six times a game. Um, if Colt's still with us by that point, <laughs> we talked about him going down. <laughs> I don't know why they don't cut him and just save the cap space. I, I don't. I don't know why they don't do that. Other than we he, like our guys, they're in the Jay, building. We like our guys. We, we, we like Colt. <laughs> that drives me crazy. We like Colt. Why? Because he has a really gay tattoo. I would put George in before Colt. I think Jay Grew would probably put George in before Colt. He probably put himself in I was before Colt. Put in Jay before Colt. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, I think that you roll Haskins out. You know, week five, six, seven, eight, somewhere in there, when the season is is already done, and it 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 brings up some excitement level. You know, uh, he's a local guy. I think that you have that level of you know, kind of like, ooh, I wonder what's next. We saw what was here. We we brought in another veteran. We sucked yet again. Coaching staff's on its way out. Let the young kid just kind of take the reins a little bit, throw it around, see what happens. You know, a little like uh, uh, what's his name did in Cleveland last year. Baker. Yeah. Yeah, Mayfield. I thought they rolled him out pretty well. Well, he was a spark. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Once I mean, they got, but they had to get rid of their head coach to do it. Oh, yeah. So, but, but again, so so very similar situation though. He was essentially a lame duck coach with a veteran quarterback and the franchise sitting on the bench, and they had to get his ass out of there, and they had to just chalk up the season to another loss. But Cleveland has more, I think, had more overall talent than the Skins do this year. Um, yeah, you might be right, but <clears throat> but they did. I mean, they were offers for like the past. Two, two years, years before that, so yeah. Well, I think the big thing is if he can read coverages and call out protections properly, so he doesn't get killed. Absolutely, you know, I mean, he's got to be able to protect it, himself. It's fine to put him out there, and I think that's something Jay can figure out. And, and it puts see, but, I, it puts butts in the seats. It does, um, and that would be that would that would certainly be the marketing side of things to counter my argument and say, hey, from day one, we want to have we want to have people here. We want to have the buzz around this rookie quarterback. I have no faith in our coaching staff to protect him, though. That worries me too. That's true. So, I don't know. So, anything else around the NFL that we want to talk about with these OTAs? Any other uh, moves going around? Coaching? Well, Bosa got hurt today. So, yeah, there's been. I've actually heard quite a few names of guys that have gone out. Which Bosa? Number two pick Bosa. Wow. How do you, in San Francisco yeah. was it a liberal that shot him? I think a liberal shot him in the hammy. 
<laughs> I just think it's so funny that, that he's going be, out. He's going out to San Francisco. No shit. You know what? I never even thought of that. That is so true. And he <laughs> has to. He has to not. He has to not tweet anymore. He can't. He's apologizing to Colin Kaepernick. It's the funniest thing in the world. That is fucking hysterical. I didn't even think of that angle. That's just oh, that drama just wrote itself. That's perfect. Yeah. No, but I heard. I heard he went down. Um, the Patriots were interested in Kyle Rudolph last I heard um, from Minnesota. And I heard that the bounty was pretty steep on that. So that, that would be the, the only reason it's interesting is because it's the Patriots it's and it seems group. like whatever they do, it works for them, you know, and Rudolph is one of those guys. I mean, you know, I bet you if uh, Ruben Foster played for the Patriots, he'd be like his knee would miraculously heal itself <laughs> and he'd be back for like game three. <laughs> you know what? He would have been on Tom Brady's diet already. Brady would have had him under his wing, like eating organic food. <laughs> hey, man, if you look that good, Tom, terrific. You probably eat that shit too. Well, it says that uh, Carson Wentz is not having any issues at OTAs, which sucks yet. for the Eagles. So I actually heard a little snippet with an Eagles insider today, <clears throat> and basically everything is riding on Wentz right now. They said that they no longer have the safety net in folds. Um, their offensive line is okay as it is now, but they're not as deep. And they said they built this team to win in the short term, and – it's going to be really interesting to see what happens if and when Wentz goes down. He has not yet completed a season in the NFL. Did they just sign Chad Kelly or somebody else? Somebody somebody signed him. You know, the, the kid out of Ole Miss and wherever yeah. else he went. That <laughs> the, guy, the guy who parties and fights yeah, every Yes, yes, yes I love that guy. College teams. Yeah. That's, we got to get the guy on the podcast. It'd be so fun. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, after last year when the Eagles We're killing sort of made that, made that uh, – made that run in the playoffs, I was like, you know, this team plays better with Nick Foles. This would be an opportune time to trade Carson Wentz. Yeah, and I know. Go with Nick Foles. You can get a one yep. and one hand things yep. and uh, and roll with him because well, these look, guys look, love playing with Nick Foles. Well, Wentz, to me, is still just an absolute stud. You know, I watched the guy play, but again, he has not completed an NFL season. Yeah, but and, something and, doesn't yeah. click. He wasn't clicking last year. I mean, he would throw. He, he would have games where he'd, like, he'd have like one touchdown, one interception, and it was sort of just – I mean, they were in the game, but he wasn't doing much. And right. people were getting frustrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, it, was a, it was a subpar year for him before the injury. That's why I thought the injury was kind of a cop-out because he's standing over on the sideline, looked fine to me. Right. But they're winning with Foles, but they can't say we're just going with Foles. I mean, he's been benched. You can't say that about Carson Wentz. Plus, I heard he's kind of a douche in the locker room. I've heard that as well. And so he was throwing like he'd be probably – be a, be a cancer if you actually publicly said he's been benched. Right. So. Right. Well, I like that they went all in with him. Um, I would still probably take their roster and their quarterback situation over our roster. Oh, quarterback of course. Situation. Of course. I mean, they're they're a much better team than the Redskins. Well, and I, I think Peterson's legit. I think he's a damn good coach. Yeah, he, is. he is. Yeah, I think so too. So if the Skins have any prayer at all of doing anything and being relevant after week nine or ten, it's because Wentz went down. It's because uh, dipshit Garrett's still in uh, Dallas, and it's because the Giants are just going to suck again. Well, they're going to have to. The Redskins are going to have to run the ball, and they're going to have to. It's going to be low scoring stuff, and they can't turn the ball over. And they're going to win. They have no middle linebacking core, and they have no middle (laughs) linebacking core. But but they have a good defensive line, so they can run the ball and they can stop the run. So can they shorten the games and get it to the fourth quarter, like in a one possession game, and maybe they can make a play in a couple of those and get some victories. But Mm -hmm. I mean. 
look to last I'm, season. Six, six and ten, I think, yeah. is the sort of the peak that I'm seeing. Eight, eight, baby, yeah. every yeah, every year. Much. I mean, look to last season. They're six and three before you know Smith goes down. Just because, and, and he basically, by all metrics, was awful, even by his normal numbers. And he took him to six and three, but he didn't turn the ball over. Yeah, didn't turn the, well, he yeah that was the big difference. The ball. That was the big yeah. difference. I mean, that, to me, I you know Todd asked me every week about Maryland. What do you do? Control the ball. Don't turn it over. Win the time of possession. Period. But I mean, assuming. You know, AAP and Geis can run the ball, and assuming because Geis looked pretty good in the preseason before his injury. Assuming they have a two, you can take some carries away from Adrian Peterson. You can bring in a middle one-two punch and just pound him, and bring in Thompson every once in a while for like a you know a, a scat back third down guy. Yeah. I mean, you can run the ball absolutely, um, and that's what they have to do. They have right. to get you know they have to get first downs, keep the clock running. And because they're going to, they're going to not be able to stop people. But if you can shorten the game by the fourth quarter, you look up and it's like fourteen to thirteen, you know, or fourteen ten, and you're you have a shot. Yeah, West I, Martin. <laughs> well, I hope you guys are right. I'm I'm way less optimistic about it actually happening. But no, I mean, I but, think but the to... formula is there. It does exist. So we are gonna we are gonna turn our attention in part two to the NHL and NBA, where our teams are sitting and uh, playing some golf right now. Assuming I don't die in the break. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to resuscitate Jerry here in the break. It's, it's been good knowing you, brother. <laughs> Please join us in part two. Peace. Peace.